up north, it's like it's a whole bunch of like closeted racist. So it's just like you don't ever know until, until you go home and it's just like and you see a Confederate flag, and you're like, oh, I'm a fade. Oh. you guys i'm literally back i don't know if you're listening to this like 30 seconds later or if it's been two days or a week but let me just say hey because my mother and father didn't raise me to be rude hello everyone welcome to part two of is colorism debatable focusing you know on my black men my black kings how it affects you all like i've said before i really hope you did enjoy part one i hope it got your brain turning you know the wheels turning i hope it challenged you as me and debbie said sometimes i hope it challenges you to think differently about colorism about the black women in your life and um because me and debbie talked so much about hbcus i have decided to tell one of the first jokes i thought about when i was like when i was (laughs) at one point i really wanted to be a stand-up comedian and i don't think it's for me but I've always had like, you know, these little story jokes. Um, so here's my joke about HBCUs. And uh, it's not even a joke, let me be honest. It is literally a story, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. So when I applied to Howard, uh, my senior year of high school, as soon as you send in the application, you know, they told me to be ready for your decision at it was I remember they said December 14th because my sister's birthday is December 15th so they told me to expect the decision at December on December 14th I remember that and I you know I had applied early action bust my butt in school I was like you know I was looking forward to it and so (laughs) I'm marking the days in my calendar you know and December 14th rolls around and I had a half schedule at school so I get off a school my friend Audrey drops me off and they said one o'clock eastern standard time it's one o'clock i have to go to work in like an hour and i'm on howard's portal and it's like decision not available and everybody knows that i'm getting my decision so my mom's calling me did you get in mom i don't know my dad's texting me did you get in i don't know everybody's calling me did you get in did you get in did you get in i'm like oh my god i'm like no i did not get in and so I get on the phone with one of my friends and I am upset. I'm like, see, this is what's wrong with black people. Black people can't do anything right. This is why we can't get ahead because they said one o'clock. It is now one thirteen, and now the decision says accepted. Why would the decision say accepted if I didn't get in? And I'm just talking and I'm like, yeah, it says accepted. And I'm just like, oh, and it was like, I just got into Howard. <laughs> and it was like one of the like, greatest experiences of my life you know just the pure excitement of all my hard work paying off and so I just thought I'd share that because sometimes Howard be putting me through the ringer but I feel like I owe a lot of excuse me my character development and my growth to going off to school and going to Howard and meeting all these great people great people that are literally on this podcast you see how I keep connecting things I how I connect it all like that it's nice connect the dots yes because like I said David is when I tell you listen I'm not gonna inflate David's head any more than it needs to be because he's a Scorpio but when I tell you David came on this episode and like crushed it like he 
because me and Debbie, and you're gonna hear me say this in the podcast, like we had been talking so much about the women perspective of colorism that we really could not, could not consider the other side of how men experience colorism. And so David hopped on the episode, even though he was late, he hopped on the episode and he said so much stuff that I had literally never thought about and I had never considered. And it was just like, it was a great, beautiful mixing for the episode. I'm so glad he came on because like I said, I feel like it was a perspective that was needed. And I feel like he said a lot of stuff that sometimes we think about or we mention, but we never like give it the benefit of that. We never really think about it or we never let it simmer. And so to my men and even to my women, when you guys listen to this episode, I really want you to listen to it. I want you to understand. I want you to digest it. I want you to listen to what he's saying because he's saying important things that we need to consider as black people and we need to know to move forward. We can't keep holding ourselves back. So I really want you all to listen to this episode. And so I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to stop talking. I really am because this episode, it speaks for itself. And um, I'll hit you guys after the segment. How's it going, everybody? My name is David Bree Jr. I'm a sophomore TV and film major from Nashville, Tennessee, by way of Washington, D.C. And honestly, I've been listening my what I've been listening to has been like all over the place recently. I've been listening to, um, I still got a little bit of like 21 Savage's uh, al- latest album on repeat. And also I keep going back to uh, B7 by Brandy. You know, that's a class. I was just listening to that in the car while I was stuck in traffic. So that's pretty much what I've been listening to lately. Just a bunch of trap and R&B. I don't <laughs> no, like that album. You don't? B7? I was... Is not a fan of it. That's awkward. Yeah, I literally said that one of the episodes. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm not a. I wasn't feeling it. It felt very um repetitive. I feel like it all kind of sounded the same. But I don't know. Maybe it's like one of them second list albums, like Ungodly Hour, because I was sleep on that. And I listened to it again, and now I love it. So maybe I'll get another chance. Yeah, you got to listen to it a couple of times. That's what I had to do. Okay, well, maybe I'll try again. Okay, David, things to promote. Things to promote. Um, well, only thing I have to promote right now is um, I do graphic design. So um, if you need logos, flyers, any of that, feel free to hit me up. My, um, my at on all socials is at D Dupree Jr. So that's D D U P R E E J R on all socials. Just hit me up there. Uh, if you tell me that you came from the podcast, just let me know and maybe I'll slide you a deal. Maybe. <laughs> Guys, he said maybe. So maybe. Okay, David. Well, I'm actually glad you're here because we actually had a lot of questions that I feel like, because normally I feel like when we talk about colorism, we normally talk about how it affects women. We don't really talk about how it affects men. So I feel like you could definitely shed a light on that. So that's the question? Well, okay. Well, let me I mean, let me try to narrow it down. I was about to say, because that's, that's vast. That it is. Um, okay. Well, well, how would you define colorism? That, that's our listener. Well, I think I think it's pretty cut and dry. Colorism is just, um, you know, any discrimination or just like 
bias or just any sort of like belittling of darker skin, uh, especially like when you're talking about black people. But I know that it happens like regardless of race, because I know Indian folks deal with colorism. I mean, it's literally embedded in their caste system. Uh, you know, you have a lot of like, I know there's a lot of Asian cultures and other cultures like outside of just like Europeans where like they believe that, you know, lighter skin is better. Right. So I, it's kind of something that's embedded like across the globe. And so that's what I say. You know, some people, of course, they try to say that, well, it could go both ways. It doesn't go both ways because um, the thing with colors and that distinguishes it from like other like bias from like others complexions is that like it's societal and it's like systemic like it's not just it's more than just ha 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 you're dark it, it's like if you look at the statistics like darker skinned people are more subject to violence and you know imprisonment incarceration harsher prison sentences court sentences and, uh, you know less likely to get jobs all that stuff just because of their complexion so that's why i say colorism is based on like darker skin nothing else Okay, yes, because you're coming in here with the facts. Great, yay, because me and Debbie were really talking about like how it affects, you know, romantically, but you came in with the facts about, you know, experiencing more violence and great, because I really don't want people to think that it's just like a surface level issue because it's not. So I'm glad you started there. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, where do I want to go now? Well, David, um... Well, since you already start, started talking about it, can you list like more examples that people can look into of colorism like in our society? Oh, I mean, I feel like I covered a lot of that in just the mm -hmm. initial definition, but um, honestly, I say the best way to learn about, um, well, learn about anything is to, you know, there is plenty of, well, if, if you can talk to somebody who is like, who talk to somebody who actually has experienced and, you know, hear from them how they feel and like how, and, you know, ask them, how can I like learn about this? How can I advocate for you? That's type of stuff. But if they don't want to do that, that's okay. It's plenty of articles, books, um, all of that, that you can look up to find, um, you know, more, I guess, professional takes on it instead of just, you know, asking your um, dark skinned cousin, uh, how does it feel? You know, I feel like the best way to like, really see effects is like just by talking to people though um and just like you know real lived experiences is what is to me is a lot more important than uh statistics because you know statistics you can pick here pick there but you know hearing like this is how it this is how it was for me this is how it was for this person this is how is a lot more impactful than uh well studies show that da, 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 da. but you know you always want to whip out you know the numbers just to flex on people but um as you uh I do say that, uh, well, at least in, um, I do think it has an effect on like school to prison pipeline. Cause I did notice that like a lot of times, um, in my high school, whenever like things would go down and students would like get suspended. A lot of times, you know, the darker skinned people would end up having like harsher punishments. They'd have, they'd be out of school longer or, they just be in like um they just be like dealt with a lot harsher than um their uh than their lighter skin car counterparts i mean that's just the facts i mean i i even had to deal with like um an incident where 
um, I almost had to talk to the police about like a like a little stupid minor one off situation. While uh, one of my friends, who is um, a lot lighter than me, um, was really just like they came in, they just like asked him a couple questions, and they let him leave. No, they tried to hold the police over me. So, yeah, um, it's just things like that. And like from like very young, like in, this is we're talking about school, and I know there's a lot of like different examples and like um, just in like how people are dealt with and among their peers and it's just a lot of um well it with the systemic effects you also have like uh social effects you know you have a lot of you if you notice i I remember seeing something about like if you notice a lot of times um and a lot of clicks you'll see that like usually the clicks are like segregated by complexion you won't see um you won't see a lot of like diversity sometimes, especially like when you get to like, when you're like dealing with like younger kids, high school age, before they like get to college, you know, they open, their minds are like open to like new experiences and new ideas. Like you'll see light-skinned people rolling with light-skinned people, dark-skinned people rolling with dark-skinned people. And then the only time that they like merge is like if they have like a shared interest or really like um, maybe they play a game together or they are um, on a sports team together. But like usually like socially, they kind of mingle with themselves. But I feel like I'm rambling, so um, I'll let you but direct I, the conversation for you. I'm glad that you're rambling because, like I said, me and Debbie were literally, we were so focused on, you know, we, me and Debbie got into, you know, preferences and all that. But, like, when I tell you we could not think about, like, how colorism affects men, and it's crazy because it's like, I know it does, but it's like, we couldn't, I guess we, we just, we couldn't think about it. We could, we just couldn't. Which is why I'm glad you're here because it's important to get different perspectives. So, you well, know, so I guess with men, it's like you're saying yeah. colorism is more like um more societal, not really romantic societal, as in like, you know, the school to prison pipeline or violence and all that. So I think well, it covers all the surfaces really. I mean, it kind of started from, of course, you know, back in slavery where, you know. Uh, how slaves feel slaves all that stuff and then it kind of continues into now it's like um uh you know they'll you're more likely to be suspected of you know being a criminal or being like uh inclined to criminal activity if you're darker and you know things like that just like um you know usually like think about think about who was pinned as like the bad kid in high school right yeah nine times out of ten it was a dark skin dude and yes i think about the bad kid in my high school yeah it's definitely dark skin because usually like usually sometimes it's like sometimes they're they are like bad but the problem is like usually they've been singled out by the teachers since they were young so by the time they get to like middle school and high school they're just used to like you know what no matter what I do, I'm going to be singled out. I'm going to be targeted. So I'm going to just do whatever I want. And then I'm just going. And so like a lot of people just kind of like give up hope essentially just because like, and um, I feel like one thing that doesn't get talked about enough when we talk about colorism is uh, self-hatred, okay, uh, yeah. especially regarding to men. Cause I know I saw a lot of people like this was like a year ago, they were dragging, um, uh call that black's friend jack boy because uh he got on um he got on some podcast 
And he basically said he ain't want to um, date or marry a dark-skinned woman because he didn't want his kids coming out black. And people was dragging him. They was like, oh, he's the weakest link. Oh, he, he is, is misogynist. It's like, it's no, it's, I mean, it is. But the thing is, it's, self, it's internalized self-hatred. More than likely, speaking from his experience, because we're around the same complexion, more than likely, especially uh, when you grow up in like those inner city neighborhoods, you have that, you have those, um, you have those kids that are going to like tease you and they're going to make fun of you because uh, you're darker than them or just because you are a dark period. It doesn't, you may not, you may be the same shade and they're still going to like get at you because you're dark. It's like, bro, you're darker. You're the same shade as me. And yet you're, you're still getting on me about my, but it's, it's so stupid, but it happens. And so if he hasn't been taught that self-love or anything like that, or just like been taught to appreciate what he has, uh, that wears down on him. And so eventually it's not like, it's not like he's, it's not like he's saying, I I don't want to date a dark-skinned woman because I hate dark-skinned women. It's because it's, I don't want to date a dark-skinned woman because I hate myself. And I've been trained to hate myself because everybody around me has done nothing but program me to hate myself. So like when I, when I have kids, I don't want my kids to go through the same thing that I went through. So I'm going to go date a white woman. So that way my kids don't, that way my kids come out light skin and, and they don't have to do with anything. It's, it, they make fun of uh, your, your dark kids. Now, li- literally, literally, David, you're spitting because when I tell you, we literally have been like, it's like, I'm not even, this has been a very one-sided conversation because we couldn't, we literally couldn't piece together like how colorism affects men. And so when you said that, you know, with the bad kid at your school, they've been taught for so long that they're always in the wrong they're the bad ones that by the time they're in high school they just accepted that me and Deborah were saying the same thing with you know dark skinned women how they've been told they're bitter and they're masculine for so long that by the time they're you know 18 20 they are bitter and so now you're confirming their bias and it's all it's all in a circle and when I tell you I didn't even think about self-hatred like that sometimes that sometimes I think that when we as black women we see black men, dark men with white women or certain shades of women. We don't even think about, we don't even think about self-hatred. We're just like, I think we automatically, I think we automatically take it personally. I think we automatically go, well, he hates black women. Instead of saying that he's been taught to hate himself, that he doesn't want his children to hate themselves. And I think that is so powerful. (laughs) And like, it's, what? Go ahead. You know what's crazy though, and I was just telling Dry that like the colorism, and I was telling you the colorism in South Florida is really, really, really bad. And it was colorism a, in the South. Period, bro. In the South, just period. I'm telling you, it's really bad. And I was just like, I was just like, wow, like you mentioned somebody who's from the same county as me, and I was just like, who Jack Jack Boy or Kodak Boy? Yeah. Well, they're both in Broward County. And oh, I forgot. I listen to rap, so I'm just didn't even matter. But that safe self-hatred, like I literally probably would have been the same way. Cause there was a moment in time where I did not want to date black men because I did not want a daughter to go through Which what I went through as a dark skinned woman. So I can see how that self-hatred can breed and literally if it wasn't for the fact that i went to howard i probably would have been the same way 
Because, like, because, like, I remember when um when me and my friends was coming up, uh, one of my friends, we about the same shade. And I remember one time we was just, we was just kicking, you know, talking about girls, you know, things that men talk about. And we was just talking about how, um like, our preferences. And he was like, you know, man, I'm probably going to marry um, a white girl or a Latina or an Asian because it's like, I don't want no black ass kids. I was like, what? And, like, that's the thing, though. When you get taught, when you, like, when you get taught coming up, like, when you, all you hear from your peers and when you, when, when like, that, you know, uh, that this is bad and that when your when all the people in authority automatically look at you a certain way because you have this, it's, like, by the time that you finally are, like, old enough to, like, start making your own decisions, like, you want to get away from that as far as possible. So what you're gonna, what are you gonna do? You're gonna put yourself in as much of, as in a close proximity to whiteness as you can, because I mean that's what you've been taught. White is right, you know. Light is, light is right. I mean all that stuff. Just as long, if you could pass a paper bag test, you're good. I mean that's how it's been in America since the beginning of America, and we haven't done anything to actually undo those effects we're still dealing with the same house slave field slave mentality that our ancestors was dealing with 300 years ago and we haven't addressed it instead we want to get mad at each other and we're like oh you just hate me oh you just hate no we all fighting the same thing but people want but people can't see past that people can't see past the fact that okay this is just a problem we've been trained we've all been trained to hate it hate ourselves and hate each other because we're we may be darker because of what have you since we came since we came off the ships and instead we don't think about them instead we just say oh well um he's with a white woman he hates black women oh oh she's with a white man he she hates us and it's it's both things it's both ways because you see you see it in both sides you see people outrage people was outraged when serena married a the founder of Reddit, and, and you you see people outraged when uh, uh that yeah that lady who just married who just got engaged to that white guy people was mad over that. Uh, Gabby said the actor who plays Precious. Everyone, I can't think of her last name right now. I, I don't even know who she is to be honest, but I just remember that people was mad because she was engaged to a white guy, and it's like, well, I mean, I don't know why they picked that, but uh. I don't know why, but you know, I feel like people get a certain way um, because it, because uh, on both sides, it unearths the same hurt that people have been dealing with for years. Like, oh, you with a white, you with a white man, you with a white woman. Dang, so so I wasn't good enough for you. Uh, this day wasn't good enough for you. You know, brown skin wasn't good enough for you. And so a lot of people are just really, and I feel like this is just a problem that we see in the black community as a whole is that black people are just acting out because of their trauma. Nobody's decided to actually address, hey, uh, you know, th this may be because of something that such and such said to me when I was six and I haven't addressed that. So maybe I should address that. Instead, everybody just wants to keep going at each other until we end up killing ourselves. Right, right. Because there's no, I feel like all my episodes touching this, but there's there's no introspection within any of us. We never take the time to introspect and think, 
why why are we doing this why are we thinking about this and I also feel like sometimes it's like learned hopelessness like we don't think it's going to get any better so it's like let's kind of make it better for our children by you know dating white people or having light-skinned children so now we're making it better for them but it's like are we really making it better for black people as a whole because now we're we're continuing the cycle and I think that is such a major point and David's really spitting I really don't have anything else to say except for I was thinking about when David was talking about um Jack Boys the um I don't know if you watch Girlfriend either of you guys watch Girlfriends but there was an episode where Tony the main character Tony is like obsessed with like marrying like somebody rich and so in one episode she meets with this guy from like it's like a millionaire website where you can like date millionaires and he was dark-skinned the millionaire she met was dark-skinned and they kept asking Tony they're like oh Tony why won't you give him a chance Tony why won't you give him a chance and then at the end episode she finally said they were she was like I don't want to be with him because I don't want my child to end up dark I don't want her to have to go through what I go through and you know Joan (laughs) Joan I, I love Tracy Ellis Ross. I don't like Joan. But she was trying to say, she was like, well, well, Tony, what are you talking about? You've always been like pretty and you've always had like all the guys. And she was like, I've always had that because I've had to be look twice as good as you guys. My hair has always had to been done. Like you were saying earlier, Debbie, I don't know why to think about that earlier, but I always had to be on point to get the love that you guys get. And it's just like, it's just a cycle. And they were talking about that in like 2001. And yet here we are literally still doing the exact same thing. Like the this is a great episode. This is a two-hour episode. But... <laughs> <sighs> Such a good episode. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to go now because I feel like we, I really feel like we've talked about it. And I think it's so great, David, that you came on when you did. Well, because one, I was about to end it. But two, because like I said, <laughs> we just really like, when I tell you, I just could not think of what men experience with colors. And I was like, I was like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, and I couldn't think about it, but I do want to ask you, because me and Debbie were talking about it earlier, um, because we're talking about, you know, dating white women. Do do you personally have an issue, you know, with the fetishization of Black men, of men your skin tone, you know, by women of other ethnicities? Like, you know, white women's like, I want Darcy Mason, we have like perfect, you know, tan caramel babies, you know. Is is that an issue for you? Is that, I I, I want to know. Well, I mean, of course, to me, um, most people, well, I found that most people in all, like, when you get down to it, all they really want is love and acceptance. And so, um, where, where do I want to go with this? Hold on. <laughs> um, Take a moment. So... When you have all this, um, a lot of people I feel like are okay with the fetishization because um, it gives them a superficial uh, thing to fill the gap. It's like, yeah, yeah, this isn't really what I want, but, you know, as long as these white girls are are throwing their coochie at me and, you know, I'm able to have a good time, then I can distract myself from the real issues. And... Yeah, the self-hate and all that stuff. And I do think it is a big issue, especially, especially these days. It's gotten so much worse in recent years. Like, so much, so much worse. I mean, just 
just scroll on TikTok for about half an hour. You'll see how bad it is. Just scroll on TikTok for about half an hour. They show me interracials on my TikTok. It's like, bro, why? It's like, why is this showing up on my Africans only stream? Like, I, I specifically just like only, I only like black creators on TikTok. So why are the algorithms not picking that up? But like, uh, I feel like fetishization is is. I feel like it doesn't just happen with other races. I feel like it happens with with black women towards black men. Um, I feel like you know. Wait, Paul. Wait, it's wait, like because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So middle school, high school, uh, early high school. It's like uh, you black as hell. You black as hell. You black as hell. You ugly. You black as hell. You black as hell. You black as hell. Now fast forward in the high school, going in the college, everybody like, oh my god, I love chocolate man so much. Okay. You just call me a. You just call me a black bitch four years ago. So what's really the truth? Right, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's yeah. You you got a point. Yeah, that is a fair point. I never was one of those, but I've 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 definitely heard it. I'm not gonna hold you. I probably said it. I'm not gonna lie to to the listeners. (laughs) So like, I'm honest. So like, you have you have that. So you have um. So you have uh black people being complicit in this stuff and then like turning around and then fetishizing you know dark skin and all that stuff and then you have of course non-black people a lot of them usually end up having you know sometimes a lot of them ha- end up having a um racist phase or at least a very um a very it or like a very i'm ignorant to black issues and so i don't think that any of this is real because it doesn't affect me phase at the very least and then they just turn around and like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, be real. Was this something, was this something, was this just you evolving or was this, or is this just like, just like, oh, I just want to, it's like, I don't know. It's very, it's really complicated. You don't, you don't know, you don't know, is it, is it growth or is it just because like, it is you know is that's just what's in right now because i mean look at the media i mean look at the media um light-skinned man is not in right now i mean look who's the stars chadwick boseman that's that's not light daniel kaluuya um um who else uh winston Duke. because if sage of me you've been me and you're saying the same things i literally said the exact same thing literally i, gonna, I gotta say it is elba after after um that one guy on Twitter in, tried to insult me by calling me Idris Elba. I don't know why he did that, but you know, okay. I appreciate That's the compliment. compliment. <laughs> what? That's a compliment. Uh, he, he tried to roast, but and you know, it backfired. Uh, or you know, you have him, the baby, uh, Morris Chestnut, uh, Omar Epps. All these famous black celebrities who are dark, and so like they're like in right now. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And I know it wasn't like that a couple years ago, because I mean, look at the Tyler Perry movies. There was the villains; <laughs> they was not the heroes. No, we don't support. We don't support Tyler Perry on this podcast. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I don't support, but like, that's what the media was like. It's like, oh, this is nah, this is bad. You know, what's cool. It's like how. It's like how um, even back in the 90s, it's like you see how in Boys in the Hood, Ricky dies, but uh, don't say that. Uh, Ricky, you, you kill you kill off 
dark skin main character, but she let the light skin one live. And the light skin one was gangbanging. Uh, Ice exactly. was gangbanging. He's the one that lived. And then you have Cuba Gooding, who was who was just Cuba Gooding. Um, sorry to that man. <laughs> uh, so like you have this like cultural shift to like appreciating dark skin actors more and dark skin rappers and all that, and then becoming like the new standard. And like I appreciate that. Um, you know, that's one of the things like I really I was really excited when um I saw a lot of people fighting over uh what's that guy's name with who was in the um the five bloods uh uh I think it's Jonathan Majors, him and um uh the guy off of uh even though I don't really like the show, I think it's trash. Uh the guy uh, from Grand Army that played basketball, him and like all these people like dark skin and Afrocentric features because it's like awesome. So the stuff that I that people used to make fun of me is now cool. Great, that's cool. It's just like how many people are actually like realizing, hey, this is this was never like this was never a bad thing in the first place, and we was just like running off of self hate and just like what the opinions of others and we never actually developed our own like you know viewing what real beauty is or is it just like oh everybody's saying this so i'm gonna just say that this is cool too and, and then like at the moment that the trend switches it's going it's going back to like hating uh darker skinned people so that's the only thing that i that i can really say about fetishization is just like you know if it's really fetishization, then it'll be a trend that dies out. If it's like actual people like realizing that, hey, this isn't all bad, then we'll see. But um, now, but when it comes to white girls, that's a different story because you have the whole, you have them fetishizing dark skinned men, and then you have the whole snow bunny thing, which is, and, and they be and they be proud to be that. They be proud to be proud to be that. Like to be I'm talking about putting objects. Putting Snow Bunny in the bio, like making exactly. that your Instagram caption. That that was just so bizarre to me. And it's and just like it's like they be they be the one screaming feminism equal and you're gonna sex you're gonna sexually objectify yourself for a man. Uh, Snow Bunny in the bio and they and they proud to be that because black men are it. And it's just like, do you love yourself? We, mm. but, but I have a really what's up? Um, like you ever see like black men with racist white women, like racist white women, or used to be racist white women, like used to be, or used to be like, oh, like well, that's when I was younger and stuff like that. Don't they ever get like scared? I don't know any black men with out loud racist white women. No, like, yeah, you've ever seen like in high school, like the girl gets exposed for being like racist or like. Saying racist. Comments. I know what you. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I don't think that at least the girls in my county they got exposed to being racist. I don't think they, these was type um, of girls dating black men anyway. I don't. Um, they definitely were. They definitely were. Not but me. we'll see. Um, in the good, the great county, not great of Knox County, Tennessee, that happens a lot. Well, that, but um. I feel like part of that is also because um we have a very very low black population here like I think only like 17% of the city population here is black which is why I hated um leaving DC for here because it's, it's culture shock um but 
a lot of times I feel like sometimes either they don't care or the people that's like messing with them aren't actually like cuffing them. They just know that they're going to throw themselves at them and then they just go on along their merry way. Yeah. That, okay. that, and that that's a major thing that it's just like they know it's not they know it's not serious you know it's hard to get a serious relationship nowadays so it's just like yeah whatever most definitely because like um but like i feel like with the fetishization thing i feel like you can really pinpoint that out by like are they willing to do the work that comes with dating somebody black when you're not black that means right. speaking that means uh that means pressing your family members out if they say something wrong that means you know standing up that means that means you know just pulling out you know just advocating for your partner and you know actually you know being being there for them instead of just like toting them around and then like 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 a hand like a hand but like yeah but like whenever like stuff get like stuff gets real then they're nowhere to be found that's the real sign like so it's like so that's why, like, I'm not so I'm not one of those that's totally like, you know, oh, don't, you know, don't date outside. I mean, honestly, date who you date who you want, but you know, just make sure, like, is this somebody that when things get real? Because when you're black, things are going to get real, especially in this climate. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you live. Things are going to get real at some point, and it's mm-hmm. and it's like. Are they going to still be down? Are they going to do the work that's necessary to hold you down when stuff gets real? And most of them aren't. And that's the question you need to ask. That's the question you need to ask, period, in a relationship, honestly. Okay, but okay, because listen, this is why this is why I love doing these episodes because I feel like these episodes literally be moving by the spirit because why was my next episode going to be a dating episode? So the fact that you're already literally dropping things that you need to know for relationships is literally great because yeah are these people going to be down for you when when when, sh- when shit hits the fan and if and if you got to think about it the answer is probably no most definitely colorism okay yeah <laughs> i feel like this is a great place to end it because i feel like we've done so much i really try to figure out how i'm gonna put this episode out because it's two hours i think i'm gonna just put them out at the same time with more descriptions and people can you know they can binge listen to it or they can pick one because I'm not gonna pick which one I want open because they were both so good and I feel like they were both different sides so Debbie and David thank you for joining me who when I tell you all that I know it doesn't seem like a lot but all this editing and podcasting has really taken it out of me and you guys are probably listening to it on different days but I'm recording this all on the same day and wow I'm exhausted I do it for the people. I do it for my fans. I do it because I love you guys. And I love to talk, but that's relevant. Um, also, it's finals week, so I'm, I'm literally, I'm going through it. But as always, I'll, I saw a tweet that says, I'm going through it. We'll go around it, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to go around it. But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode because like I said, it was it was near and dear to my heart. I really feel like it needed to be said and it needed to be done and I'm glad that it was um I don't say I'm gonna say of high quality but I'm glad it was a good episode with things you can take away with things you can learn things you can research to educate yourself and things you can do to be a better person and things we can do to break generational curses because I feel like that's so important 
And it's like if these con- if the conversations you're having aren't advancing you or aren't making you think about these things, you need to be having new conversations. And I think that's important. So I'd like to thank everybody that came on to Amr, Debbie, David. I'd like to thank you guys for um, being on this episode, these this two episodes. Debbie stayed the whole time. Debbie's a trooper. I'm, I like no seriously Debbie's a trooper she was there for the whole the whole two hour process um shout out to Debbie and like I said I'd like to thank you guys for coming on it I you all said things that needed to be said and like I said there was only so much I could say because I know it's an issue but I haven't experienced it as bad as other people have so it would be wrong for me to do all the talking it, it wouldn't be fair to people that have literally experienced it like since they were born so I thought it was important to say, and I'm glad it got said now. Some housekeeping things a whole two episodes later. One, I'm very excited because I've learned how to do previews with my podcast. So now I can do like little previews of the episodes before they air. The issue is that I normally make the flyers like after I post the episode, so... If I put a preview on there, it's going to be after the episode already aired. But it's cool because you can go on my Instagram that you can preview it. And then you can see if you want to listen to the whole episode. I'm very excited about that. As you guys know, I'm not technologically savvy. I'm learning at the same time that you guys are listening. But I'm so excited about that. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I haven't tried it yet. Hopefully, the little adding a song into the podcast works. Like I said, my fingers are crossed. I hope it works. It's going to bring a completely different element to my podcast. But if not, I'll just continue singing for you guys with my lovely voice, you know. Honestly, Jennifer Hudson who. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. In two weeks, I will be coming at you guys. I don't even know what today is. In two weeks, I believe that's December 14th. Aha, that's so funny. I was literally just talking about December 14th in the intro. Around that time, I will be coming at you, you guys, with a dating episode now. Now listen, am I going to be talking the whole time about the dating episode? No, because no, but I do think there are important things, you know, that I can say that I can share because so many, I've been, so many women have been in my shoes and I've been in so many women's shoes, especially in this generation because dating in this generation is so difficult. And so I want I want to do an episode about that because just like the colorism thing, I think it's an episode that needs to happen. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Amir will be on that episode. But I don't want to just be me and Amir. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do a panel discussion again, but I definitely want to bring, you know, some different elements to the, ooh, as I'm talking, I'm like, ooh, maybe my sister wants to be on it with her husband. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, so in two weeks, that episode will be happening and... That's really all I got for you guys. I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Like I said, I say two episodes later, but I really do hope you all had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are staying safe during these very unprecedented times. Um, I believe that's it. Today is the third. Mira's birthday is like in a week. So happy birthday, baby. And I think that's it. Do I have any other birthday shout outs in the next two weeks? No, I think that's it. But you know, if it's you guys' birthday, let me know. I like to know what my listeners' birthdays are, but I think that's it. But while, you know, while I'm just talking about it, Sagittarius season is so long. So, you know, my mama, 
my sister, so many other people, you know. If you're a December baby, stand up. I love Sagittarius's, so, you know, whatever. I hope you all have great birthdays. I hope you all have a great and very safe holiday season. COVID numbers are on the rise. Be safe out here, okay? Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay in the house when you need to. What you need to leave the house for? But yeah, other than that, I'm going to talk to you guys in two weeks specifically. And as always, you all can follow me on all my social media platforms. Instagram is That's Debatable Pod or Jariah Diane with two E's. That is also my Twitter. And yeah, you guys can catch up with me on there. And as always, you can send me a voice message on Anchor. You guys never do send me a voice message on Anchor, but that's okay. Because maybe one day you will. But other than that, I'm going to get out of you guys' hair. I love you all. Peace.